It's time to plan your Disney family vacation. Are you feeling overwhelmed yet? Well, the Scroggin family has visited Disney parks so often, they've become that Disney family everybody talks about. And luckily, they're here to share their tips, opinions, and experiences to help you plan your best trip ever. So, here they are, that Disney family. Hello and welcome to the We're That Disney Family podcast. Excited to be here today to talk to you about things to think about before planning your Disney vacation. This is a three-part series and you are listening to part one of our three-part series. First, you need to know who is going to be on the podcast today. It's just the two of us, darling. My name is Kristen and I'm the Disney mom and then I've got my husband, George. Hey, howdy, hey. And uh, we are going to be here talking about some of the big things to think about when planning your next Disney vacation. Specifically on this podcast, we're going to look at the idea of saving time versus saving money. Uh, that The fact that you probably won't do everything in one trip. When to wake up and when to go to sleep. Should you fly versus should you drive. Uh, choosing what kind of ticket you need. And then we're going to wrap up with choosing what order or what days to go to the points. Um, to the points. To the parks. I said points right there. All right. Are you ready? This is a lot to cover. So this is the kind of stuff that when people are planning a Disney vacation, they forget about. They they just dive right in on the logistics of where we're going to stay and what are we where we're going to eat, and they don't take a lot of these things into consideration. So for our particular podcast, um, you'll find that we're always going to be talking to you as if you don't know anything about planning a Walt Disney World trip. It's not really a podcast for Disney news or annual pass holders. Uh, it's definitely for those people who are planning their first, second, third trips and are trying to make sure that they have the best trip ever. So again, remember, this is a three-part series, and you are today in part one. Okay, let's first talk about this concept of time versus money, and I think this is a foundational concept for our particular family whenever we're, we're planning and whenever we're planning for anyone else. And it comes down to the basic choice of over and over and over at Disney World, you are going to make a choice between saving time and saving money. Um, when you choose to do things that save money, they usually cost you more time. And when you choose to do things that save you more time, they usually cost you more money. So, um, example, uh, if I stay off property, I'm going to save money. Would you agree? Absolutely. Um, but it's going to take you a lot more time to get to the park. Your hassle level is going to be higher. And you're going to enter that park with your blood pressure already up if you have to try to get a stroller on a tram. Right? Well, that's after you've parked. <laughs> Already on that, right? Um, when you're on property, you're going to spend more money, but you're going to get a lot more ease of time, a lot more convenience. And I think that's when, when most, when I talk to most people about Disney, like what would you recommend, you're going to find more and more people will say stay on property, especially your first few trips, um, just because of the ease. But it depends on your budget. It depends on your budget, and it depends on your family size. Oh, I think yes. that's a huge element, um, because once you cross five in in uh, at Disney World, five in your family, and that they don't really, it can get really expensive really fast. Um, another example would be you spend more time. Okay, like character meals, right? You're going to spend more money eating at a character meal, but you're going to spend less time waiting to see characters. Correct. Right? And the other side of that is, you know, you can, you've already, your char character greetings in the park are already built into the cost of the ticket, 
but you're going to burn time waiting in line for each one of those. So over and over again, you're going to find yourself making these choices of, for my particular family, do I choose saving time or do I choose saving money? Anything else that you would add to that? Even on just the restaurants or snacks in the park. Whether you bring backpack things right. in too. But you can do a table meal where you're going to sit down for an hour or you can go to a counter service and you may do it in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So the counter service is going to be less money. It's not going to be, the food's not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's just all the, all the decisions when planning out a trip have pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm just going to add this in as a side note because a lot of people don't know this. You absolutely can bring drinks and food into the park. You can bring that in on your own. You a lot of people think around. you can't, but you got to carry it around, and that's what really sucks. Um, okay, number two thing to think about. You probably won't do everything in one trip. So you need to understand that my husband and I have a fundamental difference in how we view vacations. Would you agree with us? Yes. So for me, vacations are all about the experience and the luxury and having downtime and being able to read and soak up the magnificent view. And that is not your viewpoint. What did you say your viewpoint is? Well, mine is the experience, but I'm going to go, go, go. I can rest at home. Yeah. So when we originally started to go to Disney World, and we've taken over 27 trips at this point just to Disney parks, um, it, it originally was pack it full, right? You're paying a lot of money to be there, and so pack it full. And we learned really quick that quality over quantity doesn't really work for the Disney experience. Because here's the thing. You might do a whole bunch of rides and attractions, but if everybody is exhausted and snippy and yelling at each other the whole time, then all anyone's going to remember is the being snippy at each other. They're not going to remember riding the ride at all. So, you know, unless you are staying like 10 days or two weeks, like many of our amazing European friends, you're probably not going to see everything in a four-day trip. So I think you have to kind of get okay with that. Yes. Knowing this will really help you manage your expectations uh, of what you're going to do. And it, it seems crazy to say, take a nap in the middle of the day when you're spending all this money to go to the Disney parks, but you will feel so much better. Yeah, and it really comes again down comes down to that idea of quality versus quantity. Yes. Do you want people to be in a good mood riding that roller coaster, or do you just want them on the roller coaster at all costs? Or a good mood standing in that line uh, waiting on the roller coaster. Oh, that's where the attitude flares up. And I think here, honestly, when I talk to people that have that, that talk to me about how they hate Disney, how they they dislike everything about it. Almost always, they take no breaks when I talk to those people. We didn't take breaks on our first trip. And we yeah. fought, and we eventually had to look at each other and be like, you got to go away from me for an hour because I will, I will yeah. end you. So you're probably not going to do everything on one trip. Manage your expectations. Um, what do you really want? And here's what's interesting about Disney. There are certain things that are better at certain times of your life. Right, so um, doing the Playhouse Disney over at Hollywood Studios is a must do when you've got little ones, two, three, four year olds. That that ride gets completely off your radar once you're dealing with nine, ten, eleven year olds. Yes. So you know sometimes you can look at it and go, all right, I'm going to embrace this where we are in this particular phase and do the things that are adept for this particular phase. Yeah, like when Logan was 
his first trip, he was almost five. The last day of the trip, we said, hey, you, what do you want to do today? Anything, whatever it is, we're going to do everything you want to do. And he wanted to see characters. So we saw characters all day long. We would never dream of doing that now, but for that trip and that day, that was where we were. So definitely give the, get the input of the people who are going on this trip with you, um, yes. the kids, and really asking them, you know, what do, what do you want for this? Um, you're probably not going to see everything. It's just it's just too much. All right, number three thing to think about is when should I wake up and when should I go to sleep? Uh, here's what, of course, we think we do Disney better than everybody else does, but we have a very specific pattern. Yes. So... We, the first thing you need to know about us, and we'll re- we'll say this over and over again on this podcast, is we recommend that everyone takes a nap in the middle of the day. That is the babies, that is the children, that is the teenagers, that is the grown-ups, that is the grandparents. Everybody needs to go to sleep. Tell them why, George. Because everybody will start melting down in the middle of the day. You, your, your first day may be fine. Your second day may be fine. But third, third day, day, forget it. You're going to melt down. People lose their crap the third day. And it's because Disney is designed to be a, a fantasy world. And that is overstimulating. There's a million smells, sights, sounds, feel, you know, everything. in y'all, or if you've not been down to Orlando, it's hot. It's hot in December. But, but part of that nap is being at the park before it opens. So when they open the gates, we're going in. We're not going to sleep in till mm-hmm. 10, 11 o'clock and show up at lunchtime. Yeah. We're so you're getting ahead there. of me, though. So okay. we, we say everybody needs to take a nap. The, uh, we usually leave, we usually eat lunch, and then we leave to go take our nap. Um, and then we come back around 4.30 or 5, depending on how late people sleep. Or, or if we have a dining reservation. Or a fast pass. Or a fast pass that we have to make. Um, but usually what we do, is see, here's what you got to understand. We, are, we suggest you leave midday because it is the hottest and most humid and most crowded part of the day. Okay? So why would you be there miserable? And in the morning when you leave your resort, you may have to walk by the pool and your kids are going... <laughs> I want to go swim. I want to go swim. No, we're going to the parks. We're going to the parks, right? So you can swim in the midday. Swim in the middle of the day. Um, so, so that's the first element. We suggest that you have a midday nap. The second element is if you can pry your people out of bed to be there before park opening, you will save yourself a lot of time waiting in lines. And I don't know about you, but like... Just being around a lot of people after a while just gets up under my skin. I like it when the crowds are lower. And crowds are usually lower early in the morning when park opens. And they start to get crazy around 10 or 10.30. So your idea is to sort of beat those people who are waiting till the last well, minute. And if you think about it, when the park opens, there's nobody in line. There's nobody on any of the rides. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be one of the first on those rides, mm-hmm. whichever rides you choose in whichever park. But that also makes that midday break easier because if you go, if you're there at park open, or bef- you want to be there 30 minutes before park opening because sometimes they'll open it early let you in. Mm-hmm. So you're up early. You take your break in the middle of the day. And we're also going to recommend you stay until that park closes. Stay late. Our kids love it because they can drink 
<laughs> caffeine, coke at night. Yes, we get them going because we want them up until 11 o'clock. Yeah, and then we want them to crash really hard and then wake up when we need them right. to in the morning. So you, the way we do the parks, the midday nap is key. Agree. And I have people that are like, I'll never get my teenager up at, in time for park opening. And I'm like, you will if you do the midday nap. Um, you just if you want to avoid crowds and you're and you hate that, then you you got to do it. Well, if it's way. your teenager, leave them in the room. Leave them in the room, them. especially if you're in a resort. Just if they're a teenager, you'd be like, all right, I'll meet you here. You got your cell phone. Jump on the bus. Uh, we'll see you later. Um, I, we always recommend that you leave in a meltdown. <laughs> Don't if if everybody in your family is melting down, it's probably not going to get better. Just go take a nap uh, and cool off for a little while. Okay, so anything else I need to know about about sort of the pattern of waking up and going to sleep? Usually we see like that fourth that fourth day is we we try to do a, a more restful day on the fourth day. Um, usually people like have hit their stress limit around three. Water park. Water park. Half day. Anything we could do that is a half day, and then we just sleep more um, and allow ourselves to wake up late or whatever it is on that fourth day. Okay, let's talk about the difference in flying versus driving. So this is another great example. We were talking about time versus money. Um, this really comes down to your budget, I think, more than anything else. You are going to trade. Or where you live. Or where you live. Great point. Um, so let's just talk about driving. Obviously, distance is going to matter if you are driving. Um, but uh, we've done both. We've done the drive down. One of the things that I think people don't consider with the driving is that if you drive, like for us, it's, it's like 14 hours. 13, 14 hours. So here's the thing. We're already sick of each other by the time we get to Disney World when we drive because we've been in a car together at all that time. So in, in many ways, you have to almost factor in for the negative part of driving and vacationing together before your vacation even starts. You feel you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people don't think about that or, or people, a lot of people drive at night. They drive all night long, but here's the thing. Whoever that driver is, is going to be exhausted that next day. And who wants to spend that much money to be in the park and be exhausted the whole time? Like, eh. So driving is definitely, you know, if you've got to do it, you've got to do it. If you can break it up, then I would definitely suggest doing that. Um, so that it's more enjoyable for everybody. Um, and then your other option is obviously to fly. We have found really good um, cheap flights. Well, where we live in Alabama, uh, they have Frontier, Silver, and then um, Allegiant is, runs out of Chattanooga, which is not too far from us. So if you can find a low-cost carrier that you can, that can get you to Orlando, sometimes we found Frontier flights for 100 bucks round trip. And um, that is definitely worth the 14 hours of driving one way. Right. Um, uh, the two primary options for flying into Orlando is going to be uh, MCO, which is Orlando, and then the other option is Sanford. Um, Sanford is south. North. North. Okay. Um, so uh, is north. So you here's the big thing you got to know if you're going to Sanford, you're going to have you're probably going to have to have a rental car. Yes. Um, and here's here's good news for you. In our experience, Orlando rental cars are dirt cheap. So, I've gotten Orlando rental cars for $11 a day, you guys. But here's the problem. If you take that car to a resort on property, you're going to spend $20 a day to park that car. So, make sure you're, you're factoring in 
that along with it. If you are on property you can and you fly into MCO, you can ride the Magical Express bus. They send a special luggage tag, picks up your luggage from the airport, delivers eventually to your room. Uh, they're not doing that right now in the middle of COVID, but I would imagine that that will resume. Um, make sure, make sure, make sure that if you're going to do this, that you have a carry-on that has swimsuits, medicines, toiletries, things, ch change of clothes, just in case. Bring that with you in your backpack. Um, so really, those are your, your two big options. Do you favor one over the other? I mean, I always, I favor flying because of the time choice. Flying, yeah. But I understand that for some families, that's just not feasible. Well, now that we're six, it's it's harder. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, the next thing that we want to talk to you about, things that you need to think about, is choosing what kind of ticket you should buy. Um, the first thing you have to understand is just because you've bought a, a Disney World package, and which means you're staying in a resort, you don't have to get Disney World tickets for every day that you are in a Disney resort. Um, you can stay seven nights at a Disney ho resort hotel and only do five days in a park. Um, I know there's some people that are, they're like, I got to go to Universal. There's people like us that do water parks. Um, people go to Legoland, people, right? There's all the, there's lots of attractions in Orlando. So don't feel like, you know, oh, I've got seven days, so I have to do all seven days in the park. You don't necessarily have to do that. You can specify in your reservation of your package how many days you want to go into the park. So there are lots of different types of tickets, though, and that's what we're going to kind of jump in on here. The first one is called a base single day ticket. And what that means is one park for one day. Let me say that again. A base single day ticket means one park for one day. So if you're going to go to Magic Kingdom, you can't go anywhere but Magic Kingdom on that Monday. Okay? So it doesn't matter what other things are happening. So for example, we'll, we'll talk about this more as we go through, but let's say you've got the Halloween party right at Magic Kingdom. If you bought your one ticket for your one park for one day, and you haven't bought the Halloween party ticket, they're going to kick you out of Magic Kingdom when that party starts. So that's definitely something that I think a lot of people don't think about. Base single ticket is one part for one day. Or if you get into a park and it is just super crowded. Tough. You're not leaving. You're, you're, you're going to have to stick it out. to another park. Okay. So you, you can buy one day at a time if you want to. That is your most expensive of option per day though is if you don't buy multi-day multi you do one so multi-day tickets um uh, as a single you could let's talk about that version first um so if you do a multi-day a multi-day single ticket that or, or base ticket that means you're going to go to one park on one day for multiple days Right now, you don't have to go to Magic Kingdom every single one of those days. You can do Magic Kingdom one day, Epcot another day, Hollywood Studios another day, Animal Kingdom another day. But once you've picked your park for the day, that is your one and only park for that day, regardless of what other things are happening. You can leave and go back to your resort for your midday break, but you have to go back to that park. To that park. Right. Um, now, here's important for you to know At, in a multi day ticket, each day, quote-unquote, gets less expensive as you go along. So let's just assume, I have no idea what park tickets are going to cost by the time you're listening to this particular recording, so let's just do an easy number. So let's say $100 a day would be your base single-day ticket, okay? So if you've got a multi-day ticket, your first day might be $100 a day. Your next day might be $98. Your next day might be $93. Your next day might be $83, right? They go down over time. 
okay? The jumps are probably more significant than the ones that I'm suggesting, but you get the gist, okay? You also, so you can get a multi-day single park, or you can get a multi-day park hopper, okay? So let me explain what a park hopper is. A park hopper allows you to go to multiple parks on one day. Okay. There's definitely some pros to having a park hopper, even though it costs more money. For example, if a park is super crowded on one, and you've got a single base ticket, it's just tough. You're going to have to last through it. But if you have a park hopper, you can leave and go to another park during that day. Um, most days, if we have park hopper tickets, we do two two parks. Correct. We do one in the morning, we go home and take our nap, and then we do another a second park. Um, this helps us sort of break up the day uh, and keep things more fresh and interesting, I think, all along the way. Um, so you can also buy a multi-day park hopper ticket, which again means each day gets less expensive um, and you can go to multiple parks a day. So base single ticket or a park hopper ticket, those are your two primaries and you can buy them in singles or you can buy them in a multi-day. Does that cover everything on that? I think so. Okay. Um, then you've got another ticket that's called the base ticket with a water park and sports option. Um, the water park or NBA experience basically gets tagged on to those. Um, you also, so that's the base ticket version of that. So that would be the single park, single day, right? But you also can go to, go to water parks and to the NBA experience. Then you also have the Park Hopper Plus ticket, and that means you can go to multiple theme parks during the day, the water parks, and the NBA experience. Okay? Then we're going to get into our weird specialty tickets. The first would be the Florida resident ticket. You have to have a residential address in Florida to get this particular ticket. Then there are these special event tickets for things like the Halloween party or the Villains After Hours that happens at Magic Kingdom, the H2O Glow Nights. Um, Christmas party. Christmas party. There's no. There's really no telling what they'll they'll oh, yeah. they add it. I mean, they add and subtract things all the time. But those are special event tickets. So here's what you have to understand. Let's say that you've got a single day park ticket, okay, to go to a park that day. That does not include your special event ticket. That is an additional cost. So even though, let's say the Halloween party is happening in Magic Kingdom, and Magic Kingdom is the park you chose for your single base ticket day does not mean that you can go to that party without the actual additional special event ticket. Two tickets, and not they one. they will run you out. They the will run you out. There's special armbands that people get, and it's very, very clear who is who is there. You won't be able to hide, okay? Uh, the next would be annual passes. If you're an annual pass holder, you're probably not listening to this podcast because you already are in love with Disney World. Um, annual passes are pot hoppers. They also get water parks. They last from one complete year from the first use. But another reason to buy an annual pass is if, if you have multiple trips you're planning in the same year, mm -hmm. it may be worth it to look at an annual pass. Mm -hmm. it, it could be cheaper to buy that annual pass than to buy two seven-day Right. Park opportunity. And you can also do it on a monthly payment plan. Um, there's the Platinum Plus annual option, and that one is a park hopper, water parks, and golf uh, with no blackouts. And then there is a Platinum, which is the park hopper with no blackouts, 
Um, the gold, silver, and theme park select, weekday select, Epcot, after four, uh, only DVC members, Disney Vacation Club members, um, and Florida residents can get any of those. So if you're going to do an annual, you're going to do a platinum plus or you're going to do a platinum if you don't live in Florida. If you are on property, your ticket will be loaded onto a Magic Band. If you are off property, you can buy a Magic Band or use a Magic Band from a previous trip if you want to and link that up online with your ticket. So this way there's no ticket for you to lose. You can also attach a credit card to your Magic Band to pay for stuff and get your photo passes. So Magic Band, that little thing on your wrist is called a Magic Band and that is your ticket, your credit card, your photo pass holder, Dining reservations. Dining reservations. Everything is in that one that one band. So if you're on property, um, you can get those. I'm, I'm not sure they're free anymore. I think I saw an article on that. So definitely are. check and make sure. Um, but there's all kinds of cool ones, so you could really customize it to your favorite characters if you wanted to. Okay. Anything else people need to know about tickets? Again, you really got to choose what's best for your family, how much bouncing around you're going to want to do. Um, we have definitely done single days and we always do a multi-day ticket, but we all have definitely done single park tickets and, um, park hopper tickets. It really just depends on what your main goals are for that particular trip. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's lose, lose our last little, uh, one, which is how do you choose what order or what days to go to the park? And we're going to give you multiple viewpoints on this because there's again lots of different ways to do this there's kind of an art form uh and everybody that you talk to has a different well and patterns change patterns change there's no telling what patterns are going to be like um there's even been websites that we've gone to before that has crowd predictions uh that that have helped tremendously mm -hmm. so there are all kinds of resources that are out there again your authorized disney travel planner like us could help you find that if you wanted us to but let's kind of talk about viewpoint one okay so viewpoint one is there's, there's always an on-property and an off-property version of every single one of these viewpoints. Okay, viewpoint one, if you're on property, okay, what they would say is you take advantage of the morning and evening extra hours, but if they're not at the same park, which is normally this situation, this only works if you have park hopper tickets. Correct. Okay. That also goes back to the time versus money. You may spend more money to stay in the Disney resort, but, but you're you, losing you get the evening hours. hours. Losing evening hours. If you are off property, then we would suggest that you avoid those magic hour parks because that means there's already people there making the park potentially more crowded. So most people know very little about Disney when they go on their Disney trips. And so if they're in a resort and it says magic hours early, they're going to that park regardless of whether it's actually strategic to go to that park or not. Um, so off property, you have to kind of think about it in a different way than people on property um, do. And we have a ten we void. Agree? I avoid, like, if, I know, if, I'm on pro if I'm off property and I can't get that benefit of extra magic hours, yes. I'm not going to that park where right. there's extra magic hours that day because it will be more crowded. Well, and the example is we're, we're going to be there at park open. If you're off property, the park opens at 9. But if it's got a magic hour, it may open at 8. So if you can't go in until 9, there's an hour's worth of people that have already 
queued up. All queued up. The line the lines are full. So they've already eaten um so your fast passes. When you walk into the park, there's already lines versus mm-hmm. if you had gone to another park that day that didn't have extra magic hours, no one's in line at park open. Right. Okay, the second viewpoint on this would be, and this applies if you are on or off property, um, would be if a park's early magic hours are on one day, then the next day, either before or after, you go to that park, but you have to see if it has morning or evening hours. Yes. Can you explain that a little better? I feel like I'm... So, if Magic Kingdom has evening extra magic hours on Wednesday night... You don't want to be, if you're off property, you probably do not want to be in Magic Kingdom then because, A, you're gonna you're not going to be able to take advantage of those extra hours. Mm-hmm. And all of the resort people, not all, but a lot of the resort people are going to be there because of the extra hours mm-hmm. they get in the evening. So you may want to schedule your Magic Kingdom Thursday morning. Because the resort people are probably not going back to Magic Kingdom. Right. Because they were just there at 11 o'clock that night. Yep. Good. So, the day after uh, Magic Hours is a good one to go. The third viewpoint would be, this this was about the days, and that is most people arrive um, on a Saturday or a Sunday... Uh, sorry, they usually arrive. Uh, yeah, they arrive on a Saturday or a Sunday, and they normally go to Magic Kingdom first. When you think of Disney World, you think of the Cinderella Castle and mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom. That's Disney World. So if you want to avoid crazy crowds, then what we would say is, if it's a Saturday or Sunday, you probably need to avoid Magic Kingdom. But watch the Magic Hours. But watch the Magic Hours. <laughs> also, we find that locals are in the parks more on the weekends, so that just makes things a little more crowded. The last thing, and this is, again, controversial, would be the order that you should go to the parks in. Um, What we have told people before, and you don't have to do this, but it's definitely found that it's true, is sometimes going from what the least exciting will be to the most exciting is the best way to go. So, like, it's kind of like, all right, if you've got a kid that is, all they've seen is Magic Kingdom on on videos or whatever it is, and you start with Magic Kingdom on your very first day of your trip, chances are Animal Kingdom is not going to be as cool. As right. Magic Kingdom is. Right. They're going to hate Epcot. But, of course, teenagers might have the opposite because there's lots of cool roller coasters over in Animal Kingdom. So, if you start with Animal Kingdom, then everything else might not match up in that same sort of way. So, you have to know your particular group of people um, to know what's going to be their least exciting part. And you build towards the most exciting part um, so that you don't bum them out. You let down. That's what I've heard. I've heard people say. I feel like I was let down. Now, the, where this might not work is trying to book your fast passes. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're going to take what you can get, really. Mm-hmm. Star Wars is going to be hard to get now, and you've got a Star Wars fan. You may not wait till day four right. if you can get your fast passes on day one. Great point. Great point. So this is, again, another good reason to work with a travel agent because they, they will do all that weird negotiating stuff for you. And we happen to be travel agents. If you want to have us help you plan your Disney vacation, you can go to www.wearethatdisneyfamily.com, and we will check in with your family and help you plan a fantastic trip. Again, it costs absolutely nothing uh, in order for you to use a Disney-authorized planner. 
uh, Disney plays that commission. So, um, yeah, so that's part one. Um, and we're going to move into part two of things that you need to think about. And uh, we hope that you will check out our show notes. This will be on our website, www.wearethatdisneyfamily.com, so that you can see sort of some additional information on these. Uh, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. And uh, we will see you on part two of the things to think about for the uh, We're That Disney Family podcast. All right, everybody, have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed spending time with our crazy family. Please take a second to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And visit our website, www.wearethatdisneyfamily.com for more great planning tips. See you real soon.